there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. <laughs> Thunderpants! <laughs> what are you laughing at? Laffy Taffy. They have a funny joke on every rapper, and I love how fruity they are. Banana's my favorite. Want one? Sure. Mmm, so smooth and creamy. I like to eat them after school and after dinner and after... Whenever you need a good LOL? Yeah! So, here's the joke. What do clouds wear under their shorts? Thunderpants. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> Laffy Taffy. Deliciously funny. Head to LaffyTaffy.com to shop now. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. My passenger this week is the BAFTA award-winning star of King Gary and Paddington. Grab your tickets now because he's touring the UK and Ireland with a brand new stand-up comedy show. Window blinds up, tray tables down. It's Tom Davies! This is the final boarding call for Tom Davis. This is the final boarding call for Tom Davis. Can Tom Davis please come to the departure gate? This is the final boarding call for Tom Davis. Tom Davis, thank you, Tom Davis. Thank you. Hello, Tom. How you doing? Very well, Alan. Thank you. It's nice actually not to wear head like headphones for this like a podcast. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I quite like it. It always feels yeah. We want it to be comfortable here on Alan Air, you know. And uh, what do you like our plane? Do you like it? Like, I love it. Done? It's very relaxed. I think you are. Yeah, you're the you're the commandeerer of an amazing <laughs> plane. I wouldn't expect any less than the the best flight flight uh, best uh, flighter on the <laughs> skyways. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing. And there's a lot of leg room. Now, can we talk about not all oh, the elephant in there? That sounds bad. But you. <laughs> <laughs> Me being the elephant. <laughs> yeah, you, okay, yeah, you are the elephant. No, how, what do you like on planes, leg room? Do you always get that first row because stretch your leg out? I, you know what? I get absolutely livid, livid when I get on a plane. And I see, because th- th- those days go first, right? Those those leg room seats. Yeah. When I walk on a plane, cause that's the first thing you see. Mm-hmm. And I see the six people sitting at those. <laughs> if they're not tall or disabled, I will look at them with absolute. If they're just normal people sitting there, I think, yeah. Piece of with, shit. with average size legs. Yeah, <laughs> I actually was. You know, uh, the actress Maureen Lipman. Yeah. Um, we were doing a show out in Bulgaria a number of years ago, and uh, basically we were flying back from Bulgaria on this. I think it was called Air Wiz or something. It was an awful, awful flight, and uh, we were stuck in these seats, and there were literally like no leg room at all. And then there was just this row where it had like amazing leg room, in it, but no one was sitting on it. 
And Maureen said, oh, you can't sit here. There's no way in the world you can sit here. A big lump like you, a big man like you. It's disgusting like, you know, to think that you'd be squeezed in here. I'm going to go and see if I can. So she walks over to the steward and she's like, um, uh, have you seen uh, the, the, the big lump who's sitting next to me? Um, you know, he's sitting there, he's squashing and, and uh, the, you know, can't he sit here? He said, no, if you want to sit here, you have to pay extra. You have to do it at check-in. You have to do it, and and she went. Well, that's just ridiculous. You you know, yeah, there must be a way. And um, he said well, the only way we can change is if he is disabled. And she said, well, check out disabled in the dictionary. The inability to perform a task. He can't perform a task of sitting in those seats. Look how big it. Look, you know, that she made such a thing. Everyone's looking. And I'm like, I was fine. I was just, I was yeah. just sort of like side saddled. And uh, in the end, the guy went, oh, okay, okay. And he sort of beckons me, and she went, we sorted that. Grabbed all her fucking stuff and went and got the window seat. Oh, and this wasn't even about me. <laughs> Lippman's got her shoes off, legs stretched. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Maureen Lippman performed a monologue about oh, you yeah. and shit air, wherever it's uh, called. And, you know, she became, she was essentially, and my mum is like a Maureen Lippman character anyway. <laughs> She's just like shouting. People are looking. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, uh, yeah. Because that, that pisses me off on planes because you say, oh, can I sit over there by the window? And they go, oh, no, the equilibrium of the plane. I'm like, I'm not that fucking fat. I'm not that fat. Do you know what I mean? You tip the plane up because you want a window seat. Everyone's like, whoa, Alan's moved. It'd be an awful thing just to overhear like a stewardess just leaning into the pilot and going, Careful on the right hand side of the plane. Might a bit, be a bit lumpy, yeah. Alan Carson. Change seats. We're now flying somewhere Can else. Can you just sit in the middle when we land? <laughs> and what are you like as a traveller? Do you enjoy travelling? Has it changed now you've got a kid? Uh, I mean, we, we, I'm going on a plane for the first time with uh, with my baby. So we, we got, I'm filming out in Grand Canaria for seven weeks. Oh, so that's nice. We're taking her out for the. So that'll be her first flight. So it's uh, my my missus is a really nervous flyer. Okay. Like yeah, she, so I've got that whole uh, that whole thing coming of, of the baby and a nervous nervous. I, I'm a pretty good. I love it. Yeah. I didn't go like I was the first person in my family ever to go on a plane. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At like 17, when I lads holiday to Salou. That was the first. I was the first oh, one. Salou. Yeah. Have you been Salou? No, no. Have I been to Salou? It's a comedy. It's a comedy name, isn't it? It's yeah, a bit yeah, like Magaluf. Yeah. You go, oh Magaluf. Have I been there? Because I know I told you know. Salou, what's like? What was your lad's holiday like? Did you go cray cray? Was it like? A... You know, like I, so the, I used to love lad's holidays. I was sort of like that was a, like I said, I was the first person in my family yeah to go abroad like a Spain or something. We did them all like started Salou, Dictato, and then it was Magaluf, um, Ferraraki, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I was. You know what? The, the saddest when I sort of throw myself back, I just think. I was always the guy who never, I never pulled. I was just like, I was there for, I would always just try sort of like, you think, oh, all, right, this, all year round, you put so much pressure on two weeks of being in a place where no one knew what a loser you were. <laughs> you could paint yourself to be anything in the world. <laughs> what do you mean you're a centre forward for Tottenham? Um, and hope for the best. The no. thing is as well, I think when, when you go there, and I was talking, we had Ollie Murs on here, and we were talking about, you know, those fish bowls, and you look at it oh, now man. through COVID eyes, and you're just like, what? And like, Phone party. I used to love a phone party in Ibiza. I mean, it's the most unhygienic thing ever. With a load of randoms, just a, a room slowly being pumped with foam. I remember going to one in BCM, like a pot noodle. It's like being in a pot noodle. <laughs> Did you ever go to BCM uh, in uh, in Magaluf? No, no. That was, yeah, that was like just walking around afterwards, just covered in that sticky tack, and just yeah. That was also a really like sort of like a low 
If yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I also had a thing like I have it at festivals as well. But I remember sort of like someone like BCM in a phone party. I'd always become like a meeting point. <laughs> Like you just, yeah, you just have a load of people just going. Uh, oh, we all just said if we got lost, we'd just come and meet by you. <laughs> <laughs> thinking at first, thinking you're having a little dance, you got like sort of three or four girls coming. Oh, I'm doing all right here. Yeah? Like, like, like a beacon or a pylon. <laughs> Over they come, they're standing by you, little wink, little nod. You all right, girls? Yeah, 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 yeah. We all just said that. If any of us got left, we'd just meet over with a big fat guy. <laughs> Don't go down and do another worm. <laughs> You're fucking drowned in the foam. I mean, how crazy did you go on holiday? Was there skinny dipping? Was there that karaoke? Did you do all that? Yeah, I, I threw myself into sort of those. Yeah. Other, also, the sort of memory. I think like the in-between. Any film, tattoos? Oh, I've got that. That was a festival. That's, that's another one. That's another Did you get any story. tattoos in uh, Salou? No, no, not in Salou. No, not in Salou. Because that... I, I isn't this a weird thing? I fell in love in Salou right, with a girl that I and I still remember her name. I was like seventeen. It's a long, long time ago. It's a weird, such a weird thing of that that like being your first holiday romance. Yeah. And actually, just I look at it going, um, oh, I sort of fell head, fell head over heels. But it wasn't like a sort of. I just used to run around getting her stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, wait. Like I had a job on holiday. Oh, she looked like she was out last night. So uh, yeah, better go and get some bacon rolls. Drop around her flat. Oh my um, god! But yeah, uh, I yeah. I mean, it's quite a sad thing to talk. I remember like literally the guy. We went back two years later. Was to, she using you? Did she yeah. love you? Oh no, 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 no. Oh, god, this no. is sad. <laughs> But it's the making of you. No, but, but I look at it now, and it's so, all the funny stories I have, and and yeah, they all come from being slightly pathetic. <laughs> That's stand up comedy, isn't it? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it's, comedy. It's, I, mean, I don't look at them as yeah. I never look at that sort of stuff as big. At the time, it's absolutely soul destroying. Like, if you could process that in the right way, it, it makes you who you are, right? And I think, um, yeah, I know. But I, I was, I, I think that that thing of like. Because like, at the time I worked on building sites. Mm. So that two, you know, 10 days, two week respite where you go away to the boys, yeah. that was like the whole year was about that. Yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, you'd literally, it's so weird now as well to look at how holidays are, right? The holiday mm. now, you, you know, people can just literally just jump on the internet or yeah. it's like, right, well, you know, oh, we're going to go out with the lads, we're going to go do Dubai, uh, Dubai and they'll just book it. And you know, with us back then, I don't know what you were like. It was oh. like, you're almost like, you finish a holiday. Yeah. Give it a month and then you go, all oh, right, next year we're going to go to Felaraki. You go into a travel agent and you put a little bit of a deposit down. Yeah. And you I know. pay it off through the year. People don't understand how exciting the build up was. Oh, mate. But even though you thought about it all day, I only started to become beach body ready the night before. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, Alan, you've known this is in the diary for like <laughs> 10 months and you're still fat. And then, like, you're like, you know, oh, I'll have a salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I still can't lose this weight. I mean, isn't it funny? I mean, then you, all your friends, some of your friends, you know, carb, no carbs before marbs and all that. But no, I was never beach body ready. Oh, no, I was always, I, I, I think there's even pictures of me. I was in a t-shirt in the pool. Oh, no, oh, yeah, because of the tits. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I hate that, yeah. Well, the thing is, is well, what I like to do is put the towel round so it covers both <laughs> your nipples. And then it don't look like you got massive. Yeah, like jokes. it also is a little, just a little bit of a tease. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just as a guy trying to work out where your under boob and side boob is. <laughs> the West Ham Tower, right round you. Yeah. yeah, seven up tower. Yeah, up the up the hammock. <laughs>
where did you go on holiday as a kid? Uh, we so we do Ireland a bit. My family, I've got a lot of Irish family, so we go to sort of Ireland, which would be um, either Kerry or Mayo. Kerry's amazing because Kerry's got sort of Ballybunion. It's got that sort of sort of almost like he's like a sort of holiday sort of vibe to it. Whereas Mayo is pretty desolate. It was yeah, yeah I've been to up into Mayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've yeah. got to really ready yourself, and and then lots of like sort of. Before, it's weird as well, isn't it? Again, it's it's become so bougie now. Like me and Catherine just went away to Norfolk for a week, yeah. and everything was so expensive to stay. And I look at the shitholes and the places we used to go as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember going to St Ives and staying in a haunted house, like <laughs> not even in a cool, edgy way. Yeah, yeah. And sort of like my mum and dad just sort of like, oh, you know, we went for a week, and my mum and dad going, and Friday we we're all gonna have fish and chips, oh. and it's just that was the treat. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, so it is cheaper to go. It is cheaper to go abroad. Now. It is. Yeah. It is, and especially if it's pissing it down and you're stuck in like, and the, the, what they charge now, I don't know how they can get away with it. It's worse lockdown, isn't it? I suppose I used to always just like love being around, like at a young age as well. I, sort of like I say, I sort of started work really young, and I used to love the vibe of people, how people would describe going abroad. Like you know, they'd always like sort of just go, oh yeah. I like. I, I think about going to France, but it's a cuisine I don't really. I don't really like the French or the <laughs> Spanish. It's just too hot. And you know, like Italy. You always not really holiday, and they go through it and all. And you go, why don't you just holiday in England? You go, you can't stay here and go on holiday. <laughs> like a fucking ridiculous thought. But we used to do that, yeah. And and like you know, try. I used to spend all like school year trying to make friends with someone who had a caravan. <laughs> someone who had a caravan was like that was just like catnip to me. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. It was like, and then you'd have, you'd have like a really unpopular sort of quite a nasty little lad who sort of knew that he could take two friends with him down at the caravan, <laughs> and it was worth just putting six months work in just to say yeah, because it always felt felt like that felt Gosh. like it felt like that felt like that's so of, manipulative. Tom. It felt this like, is a side to you I've never seen before. <laughs> You're like this gentle giant. I didn't know you were like fucking talented, Mister Ripley or something. <laughs> That would be such an amazing person to tell him, Mr. Ripley. Tell him on a caravan holiday. God, he's good. All set about buttons. (laughs) 1985. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. This episode is brought to you by The Weather Channel. It's suggested that brands avoid using sound effects in podcast ads. And remember to speak in a chill tone. Well, here's a suggestion for everyday life. Tap into The Weather Channel app. It's loaded with insights that help you manage your allergies, breathe easy, and use your outside voice. What in the weather are you waiting for? Be a force of nature with the Weather Channel app. 
Where do you go for a sexy time? Tell me a sexy place. Do you like oh, Paris, man. Rome? Uh, I love, you know what I love is Monaco. Oh. Me and Catherine went to Monaco for a wedding anniversary. Wow. And uh, I was like, it was the first sort of time where I was doing all right in this game. Mm. And I thought, you know, let's, you know, we'll go away, have a nice little wedding anniversary, like, little, you know, but it's a nice hotel. And, uh, you yeah, know, first, the first night I took her to, like, I found an amazing restaurant, took her along. Uh, and one of those things was like, baby, whatever, whatever you want, like, it's anniversary time. Uh, like, drinks, whatever. And then the bill came in. Oh, God. It was like fucking 900 pounds for a bit of fish. Oh, no. It was ridiculous. And then you've got to suck it. Even though you're married, you're thinking, oh, this is fucking lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day I was like, try to make it sound cool and go, let's go sightseeing. Yeah. So we went in, and Catherine's like, uh, so my wife uh, makes fashion, uh, like, um, wedding dresses and sort of stuff like that. So she's banging to all that sort of uh, vibe. She loves Grace Kelly and all that. So we went to this hotel that Grace Kelly sort of used to go to. And we, we went there for a bit of lunch, a few cocktails. Another Trump experience. But went to leave and the guy was like, everyone has to stay. We're in a lockdown here. And I was like, what's happened? He was like, there's an armed robbery in the Chanel store, which is next door, by like these Russian serving guys with fucking AK-47s, right? He's like, um, stay here. You know, this yeah. this is totally great. There's a basic gunfight out on the street. So I was like, oh, fucking hell, like that. So we go and sit down, me and Catherine. And he, the guy comes over and said, look, we'll do you a free drink because you have to stay. So, we, you know, I have a beer. She has a glass of you know, champagne or whatever. So we're sitting there. And I'm like, fucking hell. We're there for an hour fucking sipping this drink. And then, like, I go up and go, what's the score, mate? Is it, uh, you know? And he went, no, no, there's still like, it's running. Like, basically, there's three of these guys. They've got... So I went and sat down. I thought, is there any chance to have a free drink? No. So you saw, and we were there for five hours, right? The hostage situation. Hostage situation. It's not, you, can, you can Google it. It was like, we were there for five hours, right? I've spent another fucking bag of sand nearly because we had to have our tea in there. It's fucking absolutely like, in the end, I went up to the geezer after five hours and said, excuse me, mate, what's going on here with this geezer? He yeah. said, there's still one guy running around with an AK-47. Oh, I said, I'll take, take my chances with him, you robbing fucks. <laughs> fucking 15 quid for a fucking Heineken. I'm out, mate. I can take my chance with a fucking savage guy. Yeah, you think they're yeah. robbing. <laughs> yeah. You're a robbing you're, you're, bastard. Yeah. This is daylight robbery. <laughs> I'm the only person in Monaco with Fred Perry. I'm wearing Fred Perry. I think I'll be all right. Everyone Philip Plain or whatever. So but um, I've never been to Monaco, but I've been to places like that. Don't it do you ready and you go there? They're just taking the piss. It's excessive wealth, wealth, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's an, I think as well. Like I, I like I, I don't know why I go to places like that because as soon as I feel inadequate, as soon because it's yeah. a mad thing when you come from a very working class background. Yeah, it's very natural to sort of like try and spend your money and try and sort of make yourself feel. And actually, a lot of the time. I look at places we've been and things yeah. we've done and actually where they've, they've been not, not much money or they've been like a, a bit of a joke or a bit of a laugh together. Yeah. They've been the times where you come away and you have a, a like a, a, a yeah. happier memory. We went to Mayo. We went back to where I come from, where my family come from. And uh, For those who don't know Mayo, I mean, the, the, the landscape, it's like being on Mars and it's yeah. very rocky. And then you'll go along and then there'll be a monument to people who died in the famine. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's like a real... Steve Coogan, who's like also from, he's from up the road from my family, from me and him have been chatting about doing anything together. And like he says that when people make a joke of the Irish, mm. it's always really about people from Mayo. Because it's even in Ireland, they're seen mm. as the lowest sort of, of the low, it's like the most impoverished counties. But mm. I sort of was like obsessed with going to Caffeine. This is where I'm from. This is like my family's from. So we were like going to the little village that uh, my, my grand was brought up in. So we get out to um, literally a place called Bell Mullet. And we're at this uh, petrol station. And I'm like, uh, 
nothing on the sat nav tells me where this place the Hoomer is. You can't get it. So I was walking to the petrol station and I'm like, um, excuse me, do you know where the Hoomer is? This wily old guy from behind me goes, why do you want no one to Hoomer? <laughs> and I was like, um, oh, I'm going there because my grand was from there. And he went, who's your grandmother now? I went, oh, her name is Bridget Lally. He went, Bridget Lally's been dead and gone for 25 years. I went, yeah, I know that. She's my grandmother. I said, my uncle is Dennis and Tady Lally. He went, Dennis is dead. Tady's in a mental institution. I went, yeah, I know this. They're my family. And he went, uh, you still want to go to the Homer? I went, well, yeah. I'm, Fuck it, it's what I'm here for, pal. So he gets in the car and follow me. So we follow him all through this fucking, like you say, wild landscapes, bogs. Yeah. And fucking, we end up in... Uh, this place called the Sea Rod Inn, where like Catherine's booked us to stay, and we sort of pull up. And we, we the week before we'd been like at an Iron Apple and like stay in this beautiful hotel on the beach, golden sand. And all of a sudden, like it's like white rain coming sideways, and uh, the guy runs into the bar. And this lady comes out and she went, "What do you want, Nell? What are you doing here?" And I said, "Oh, hi, yeah, I'm I'm here to stay for a while. My my grandmother's from here. Who's your grandmother?" I was like. Bridget Lally. Bridget Lally's been dead now for 25 years. Dennis and Tady Lally are my uncle. No, Dennis is uh, dead now. Tady's lost his mind. He's in the middle. Oh, yeah, I know all this. And Catherine's like, oh, we booked a room to stay here. And she said, I have one room for, for the five nights. Catherine's like, that's, that's us. And the name of Mick and Mary Murphy. I was like, oh, that's, no, we're not Mick and Mary Murphy. Will you come in now? Have a drink. Like, took us up to it. And she was like, no, Mick. Uh, the bed's a little smile for you. I was like, I'm not, my name isn't Mick. <laughs> well, Mick, Mary, will you have a breakfast? And you're like, this is fucking insane. In the end, you just, I spent three days yeah. going down for breakfast every morning. It's like, morning, Mick, morning, Mary. Now come on in. Have yourself a little sit down. Um, and then one day uh, she comes up and she went, Mick, can I have a word? Can I? And I went, you all right? And she said, there's a fella there at the bar. He says, you're an actor and your name is Tom Davis. I went, yeah, no, that is me. And she said, I said, that's not Tom Davis. I said, that's, that's Mick Murphy now. He is the oh, grandson of Bridget Lally, who's been dead for 25 years. He's also the, the nephew of Dennis and Tini. Dennis is sadly no longer with us. Tini's in it. And he's adamant. You're an actor. I've said he's a fucking idiot. I'm gonna get, you know, I went, no, no, no. That is me. I am Tom Davis. <laughs> they are my uncles. That's my grandmother. Uh, and she was like, Daniel. Who the fuck is McMurphy? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. It's, uh, but we had more fun there, and it was like eighty, like eighty quid for fucking yeah. four nights than we did in in Monaco. It was like staying on all pine furniture. Yeah. That's what I think is great about holiday. I mean, when when I go through all the matches, when when you arrive somewhere and you think, oh, this is going to be shit, the sign about. The your, memories you have, yeah. the memories you have, anecdotes, and like you know, you're, you're doing a start, starting a stand up tour now. It's all gonna come in handy. Yeah. It does because you never have a, a fun time, a five star, whatever. Because you don't have the anecdotes because it's all perfect. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the, uh, I think that's the beauty of being away somewhere. And also, I think like I go back and actually, I think like as a kid, like the, the effort my mum and dad used to have to go in to make a holiday interesting and feel yeah. anything a little bit better than just what the normal rest of the year was like, was actually sort of so much like... like, like what about dad... kids now? The, the parents are getting the iPad, so they've got something new oh. to watch in the back of the car when they go to Aldi. I what? mean, we were told fucking I spy. <laughs> or make make a letter, make a word out of the number plate. Did you never used to play the X, ho- Y, Z, what? <laughs> PMX, what? <laughs> Did you never used to play the hostage game? Oh, what's that? We used to pretend like one of you, like you were being held hostage. Oh, I'd wave sister, to, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah. Go, oh, no. oh, no. oh, yeah. And then also looking down at the back wheel, like me and my brother would like be pointing, like. 
innocent fun. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than when that works. You see someone pulling over into a hard shoulder. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your pilot speaking. I'd just like to inform you that both the wings are on fire. Both the wings are on fire on this plane. We're going down. <laughs> We're not really. I'm joking. <laughs> and you fool, though, didn't I? <laughs> You're starting on a stand-up yeah. tour, and uh, you're joined now off the curb. So that tour is yeah. going to be intense. You yes. know, no more social life. You know that. No more holidays. No more holidays. No. Thank God I got you now because next like, year you'll be like, oh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. Like it's a weird. My route is it, it's such a strange thing of like that's where it started, and then acting and and everything else was just such a. I never had any intention of being the doing the acting. It was just uh, stand-up. Genuinely, I think I'd. I'd always looked at that as just being a release from, I've, I've been on building sites since 15. Yeah. And I thought, fuck it, this is going to be better than, at least I have a little something that's creative yeah. and different. So so really, yeah, just, just going back to sort of doing that. It's, I've loved gigging since sort of lockdown ended. I've, yeah. I've gone, thrown myself back into that. And actually, I, I, it's something, yeah, it's still, you know, it's still, I mean, you're one of the dons there. I gigged with you really early on in my career. And also, there was another celebrity in the room, weren't there? Gemma Collins. <laughs> Who actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was there. I remember that gig. Yeah, she was there as yeah, well. Yeah, God, you got a good memory. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I get obviously you you do you know, writing, you do films and sitcoms, everything like that. But I mean, I always get asked, why did you do stand up? But I think people don't understand if you've done those boring, monotonous jobs yeah, like yeah. call centre, then you go fuck it. Why not? Yeah, because people go, oh, did you train? You were no, I just I was in a really crap job. Yeah, really depressed, really depressing, and I thought, fuck it, I'm just gonna go for it. So people don't get it if they haven't had those crappy jobs. You don't realize you've got nothing to lose. No, Let's do it. I think, What's I think the worst that can happen? I think that's the big thing. Really, I've, I've done. I tried a lot of times to get off sites, but always went back because the money was all right, and and. I, I enjoyed the banter of a building site. I think mm. I enjoyed like getting up and uh, hated the work. And I just think I'd sort of come to an age. I think I was when I, when I started stand up was I was thirty. I was sort of like I'd done the same thing. I'd, I've been working fifteen years. I'd mm. also like I've been in a place where people that I had been labouring for when I started, mm. I was now labouring for their kids. I was like, this is insane. I'm still <laughs> at the same level of fucking on a building site. I, mm. I literally was famous for. Going to, I tried to get my scaffolding qualifications mm-hmm. eight times. I went up and the, the guy was like, I just think you must be like not in them. Yeah, yeah. I just I kept on going back because I couldn't pass it. I was, I'm my heart, he said, I don't think your heart's in it. So, well, I packed shampoo and I remember when I first got there, I thought this is only just a stopgap, <laughs> you know, couple of weeks like that. And then you're taking the piss out of all the oh, Look at them chatting to the tuck lady. And then, you know, two years down, like, you're at her wedding. <laughs> And you're chatting to her like you're her best friend, and you're like, "Shit, Alan, <laughs> you've become what you were taking the piss out." That's, that's Hiya, Val. You're right. How's your How's your son still in prison? That's yeah, a genius observation though, because it's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I won't be doing this for long. <laughs> See you losers. I won't be here. I'll be a big star. That was the thing at thirty-two. Uh, thirty, sorry, I was like thirty-two. I left doing it, and at thirty, I started just thinking I have to just do something different with my life. I've got a mm. And I'd seen uh, Mickey Flanagan do Backyard Club. And it's like, I just remember seeing Mickey rip it and just thinking. And I remember like even really like the gig so well. I'd sort of seen, my mates were still back then, like comedy was, it's a mad thing to say. Because I suppose 
you guys 12 years ago you were just about to hit that pomp of like stand-up became really cool again. yeah was, yeah yeah um but at that time a lot of people when you're built up in my background it was sort of like quite dated sort of you know oh we're gonna go and watch chubby brown for you know tony stag yeah. do and you're like oh god fucking hell, i'm not gonna go <laughs> go there um and <laughs> do we have to um and uh i remember seeing mickey and thinking wow that's could be it was either that or it was very footlights and it was very quite middle you know that yeah, middle class yeah. vibe and it didn't really at that time feel like that sort of until i saw mickey and then i thought wow that, that he's doing what you know i always thought that it was hilarious but it was, it was talking very much about the world i'm from and even like i remember like when i first saw you i first time i saw you because i knew uh lee francis i saw you do warm-up for a bow selector yeah. and you just i remember just thinking wow this this oh. you know that was before um that must have been before you did uh Friday night yeah, project. I mean, yeah. that was, yeah, I was up in Manchester and then I was like, I just kept coming down and I was, you know, did the warm up for Jonathan Ross. I yeah. mean, I'm trying to explain uh, John Frost at the BBC, you know, in that that halcyon years and all that. I mean, I was getting like about £100 a gig and then on the Thursday, I would be there with Paul Newman, you know, Janet yeah. Jackson, Elton John. Yeah. I'm just standing there, you know, <laughs> nervous because whenever he went for we, I went on. And it was just the most surreal time ever, just yeah. coming down and mixing, not mixing, I would say move, you know, in the corridor, but I mean, yeah, breathe the same air as Paul Newman or Angelina Jolie or David Bowie or Madonna. Yeah. And then next day you're in Preston for £75. Um, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's the weird. I think the beauty of that job, though, yeah. I think that's the moment where, like, you, you're doing something that feels, from the moment I started it, I felt, I got obsessed. I sort of was like, even if it meant like gigging and then sort of like having to be back, getting the sort of like the night coach back to then be back on so I could be on the site the next yeah, day. Yeah. And that's the work you put in early. And that, but I, I loved it. I, I, and from there, you sort of, I think, I think you, I became like all the things that I think I'd have been harboring and all the stuff that I'd like sort of, you know, I was always, I didn't have this sort of, that sort of like masculine alpha vibe to me on a building so I'd always look for humor I'd always be happy yeah, enough to just yeah. have a laugh it was never sort of my vibe so with comedy you found a way of actually sort of getting that across and and yeah it's uh yeah man so to go back to it but it's it's slightly different isn't it now I don't know how I mean you know you're all of a sudden you like when you when you first start you have this whole thing of going out and going right I've got to try and make the audience like me so my way that's going out on stage and being like Right, I need to make sure they don't think I'm an intimidating figure. I remember Michael Smiley, I think, saying like... Because people probably in their head, if they haven't yeah, seen yeah, you, yeah. they'll probably have an idea of what yeah, you are. Yeah, it's yeah. totally not true, is it? They probably yeah. who you are. Smiley said, if you see two big dogs, if you see a Doberman snarling, you're not going to stroke it, are you? Yeah. But then if you see a big yappy thing with like, you know, jumping at you, and that's what you've got to try and convey. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, we don't want to make this about stand-up. But I look back now, I was with Tom Allen the other day and we were chatting and those, like it sort of you guys were the sort of route to it changing so much and like in such a positive way because it was a bit like the wild west where i started it was mm. it wasn't always like like now i do gigs and i sort of think new acts coming through everyone's a bit more accepting yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of, you really had to you wasn't just to have an a good gig you'd almost have to have but, I, mean, I, I remember i mean you got to remember with this voice i mean it's easy now people come to see me but yeah. you know 2001 2002 oh, Hello, everyone. Uh, People like, boy, you know, the exorcist, the head would go, what the fuck? Hello. And then I'd be talking about those, like, fucking curtains of just inane shit. And then, you know, baby, it was, I'm not, you know, it was terrifying at the beginning. You fucking get 
faggot, shut up. You, you get the yeah. awful abuse. But you just keep doing it because when it works and you get your fucking buzzing, but when it's awful, you're just sitting in the, like I said, on a fucking night bus or, you know, oh, yeah. that train getting back to Manchester because you've got a it's more of a low with it. Day. It's more of a low now when it doesn't work. Oh. I did. I did a top secret, and I, all my stuff was about having a baby and being married. I looked round and I was like, "Oh fucking everyone!" The average age is like twenty-one. <laughs> all of a sudden, you go like, "Oh god, I feel so old!" Like genuinely, when you come from where I come from, you think I'm old enough to be nearly everyone's dad. Start <laughs> like, so feeling quite maternal to the audience, and then but then you do that thing of thinking, "I need other stuff. I need to yeah. sort of like." Every, I'd been quite selective of where I played, and it'd been like sort of my what would be my audience. But people are going to come and see you anyway. They'll know you. That's half the battle. They'll know your sense of yeah. humour. They'll come in to see you. This episode is brought to you by Bi. It's Wonder Water. What makes Bi so great? It's simple. From raspberry lemon lime by Sydney Sweeney to Zambia Bing cherry and Palavo pineapple mango, Bi has antioxidants, electrolytes, and no artificial sweeteners. So for flavorful hydration, choose Bi. It's Wonder Water. Learn more about Bi and discover all of the exotic, bold flavors at drinkbi.com. You know, you're saying about being alpha male. I remember when I worked in, um, I used to clean the, the grease off gearboxes <laughs> and I used to sit there in this thing. It was, it was so out of me comes out, all these masculine, ultra masculine men. And the man came in, knocker, someone, the pub landlord was shagging his wife oh, and geez. he's found out and he says, right, let's fucking smash up that pub. <laughs> Who's in? <laughs> Everyone's out and shot up. And then my husband went, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck me smashing up a pub. <laughs> I was like, honestly, I felt sick. I felt sick. Just... Imagine me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baseball bat. Fucking smash up the pub who's in. Everyone and I was such a... They went, yeah. Hyperventilating as they were marched down the street. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> we mean trouble, boys. As we're about to start our descent into County Mayo, can you make sure your train tables are up and you shut the fuck up? Thank you. Goodbye. Time for a quick, uh, quick fire round, okay? Yeah. Mojito or mint tea? Oh, mojito. Karaoke or let it be? Oh, man. You know, like, I always think, right... I, I bet you do a good Barry White. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I remember, like, <laughs> going back to those lads' holidays, there was a boy from my area, and uh, I, know I, I know his name, but he's, yeah, I, don't, I won't say that, because I think he's been in quite a lot of trouble. I think he's actually become a gangster of sorts, um, so, and also I don't want him after me, but no, no, I remember he was like... Osama a... Bin something. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, he, he had that thing where he was like... <laughs> Every girl about it, like on holiday fancied him, right? He was like, he had this sort of, he had a ponytail curtains back there with an undercut. He just had a vibe to him, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like just a rough, rough lad. And um, and I thought the only way I can sort of like get in there is just being a little bit more sort of getting, you know, a bit more jovial, a bit more caring, you know. And um, he got up on stage and sang, uh, I believe the children are the answer. You know, I believe the children are the answer. Yeah. 
and he sang it so beautifully <laughs> for like crying because it was an amazing performance oh but God. just so like <laughs> just thinking <laughs> I'll never have that so I look to one day to have that performance of karaoke yeah. I, I, I love a bit look man if I, I we went on a one of my pals got uh, married last uh, just two years ago I think it was just before like in that COVID break in Lanzarote and we all took over karaoke but it was one of the best nights I've had it was amazing I, I had an important it. gig the day after and I said to I said, come karaoke I said look I'm going to just ruin my voice and I did that foolish thing I cho- I did rapper's delight oh god because I thought well that's not shouting is it yeah fuck me there's a lot of words yeah hip hop hip 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 hop hip, Jamie Redknapp's favourite that one isn't it? is it oh yeah. yeah I said a bang bang boogie oh my god it was just too much I, yeah I should have just gone for a fucking Guns and Roses or Megadeth oh or man uh, you know the one to do what? Father and son. Yeah, it's not time to make oh, a change. Oh, Roland Keaton and yeah, no Cat. Yeah. Not Close Cat Slater. Eyes, What's he just, called? Cat yeah. Stevens. Cat Slater. Cat Slater. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one with Cat Slater. Oh. <laughs> Roland Slater. Cat Slater. Cat Slater. No, no, no. I'd love that. That yeah. would be an amazing Christmas single. Wouldn't Treat them though and let <laughs> them lead the <laughs> way. Speedo or I Ain't No Ho. Oh, I ain't no I can't wear speedo. Mozzie guard, no thanks, I'm hard. Will you have a mozzie guard with you? If I was in a place, I've never been anywhere delicious enough to have a mozzie okay. guard, but if I was, I'd certainly take one. I hate bugs, I can't see the point of them. And last but not least, tip them or fuck them. Do you tip oh, or, do you, or do you go no? I love a tip. You love a tip, I love, tip. I love the glint in my eye when I pass over a sweaty euro. <laughs> euro? What? Euro coin. Enjoy. <laughs> In the top pocket, a big fat coin. There we oh go, mate. Get those mojitos coming. <laughs> <laughs> a wet euro. Thank you so much, Tom. That was brilliant. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for flying Alan Air. Thank you, Tom. That was so funny. Listen, you are such a funny man. Everyone, go and get tickets to see Tom live you will not regret it thanks so much and as always we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast every week we absolutely love you and hey listeners you know fly, fly.